I titled my message for us, Overcoming in Uncertainty. Overcoming in Uncertainty. And boy, I tell you what, we are truly living in times of uncertainty. I never thought that I'd have to be sheltering at home. I've never done that before. It's a real learning curve for me. Every day is a unique day as I'm trying to find a new normal. I'm sure you're the same way, right? Trying to find that new normal. I've never had to do social distancing. If you go for a walk or go into a store to buy groceries, then you realize you're a little awkward around people. How close can I get? Should I say hi? You know, what's going on here? There's just like this weird vibe as you are distancing yourself socially from people. How about this one? I've never had to preach to an to this uh, sanctuary that's for the most part empty, uh, but just preaching into cameras to all of you that are out there. I see that hand, that cameraman waving at me. Anyway, so it's, uh, you know, it's just times of uncertainty. And, and who'd ever thought I'd ever get to the day when I'd be praying for toilet paper? Just believing God, right? And I shared the story how the Lord gave me that anointing for toilet paper and my daughter got that anointing. She asked me to pray for her. My wife, she was going out shopping just a couple days ago. She asked me to pray for her, and she got the anointing. She came back with toilet paper. My son texted me, and some others from church texted me. They got the toilet paper anointing. Well, I'm happy to distribute that anointing. It's a heavy mantle that rests on me, and it can rest on you, and just be blessed with that. You know, if I'd bought stock in toilet paper a month ago, I'd be on quite a roll. But hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. I was reading an article about the brain. And in this article, it says that your brain hates uncertainty. It hates uncertainty. And if it feels like, if you're in your mind, you feel like things are uncertain, you get filled with anxiety and also some hazy and foggy type of thinking. Well, how's the uncertainty treating you and how are you responding to it? I'd like to read to you Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. And in this passage of Scripture, we're going to look at how the children of Israel had to overcome in a time of uncertainty. Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, it says as follows. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, They commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. You have not passed this way before. That's a new normal. Times of uncertainty, and I think we can share that with all of us, right? We can all experience this type of feeling. We have not passed this way before. And then it says, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I like that. Sanctify yourselves. Set yourself apart to God. Get serious. For tomorrow, the Lord's going to do miracles. Tomorrow. Hope. Hope is in the future It's yet unseen. It's in your tomorrow. And that's a word of promise for us. Set ourselves apart to God. Get serious with the Lord and our commitment because there's a better day coming tomorrow. 
The Lord's going to be doing miracles for you and I. You know, the children of Israel were facing uncertainty. They had passed this way before. They'd never crossed the Jordan River before. They never experienced a single day without manna for the past 40 years. God had fed them every day except the Sabbath day. They gathered twice and twice the day before. But every day for 40 years, God fed them with manna. And all of a sudden, they're entering into a brand new way of living with a brand new way of God providing for them. Also, they had never lived in the promised land. Hmm, I like that. Promised land. You know, after all this uncertainty and all these challenges, there was a promised land awaiting them. I think there's better days for us as well. Days of promises to be fulfilled. They had never followed the Lord the past 40 years without what we call the manifest presence of God. What do I mean by that? Well, as soon as they were going out of Egypt through that Red Sea, the Bible says the Cloud by day and the fire by night led them those 40 years. So they had the manifest or the revealed or, or the displayed glory of God, the presence of God before them, leading them. And they, for 40 years, just followed the cloud. If the cloud moved, they moved. The cloud camped, they camped. They just followed that cloud by day, that fire by night. And they had never known following the Lord without that manifest presence of God. But as soon as they crossed that Jordan River, it was a new way. So this was a time of uncertainty for them. Hmm. After the season of uncertainty, their lives were better and more fruitful. Think about it. 40 years in the wilderness, in a season of uncertainty, they cross that Jordan River, they take possession of the land, and all of a sudden their lives are better. Their lives are more fruitful. They're living in the promised land. They're not eating manna, but rather they're eating the fruit of that land. God is with them. God is destroying their enemies. They are entering into a new season of sweet victory. And lives, their lives got better. And I think we need to believe God that after this season of uncertainty, our lives are going to get better. What do you guys think back there? If you agree with that, wave your hand at me. They're waving their hand at me, all right? Let's believe God for that. Well, Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 5 gives us some keys about how to overcome in times of uncertainty because we are living in a season of uncertainty. When's this going to end? What's the new normal? What's our lives going to look like? What's our provision going to look like? It's all uncertain right now. The first thing I would like to tell you, if you're going to overcome in a season of uncertainty, is you got to listen to your Joshua. Joshua is the Hebrew for the Greek word Jesus. Joshua in the Old Testament is a wonderful picture of, example of, a type of Jesus Christ. Now, he sent the officers through the camp. And the officers are commanding the people, make sure you follow at a distance, but keep your eyes on the ark. You're going to cross over to the other side. Then Joshua speaks to them uh, personally, and he says, tomorrow, in other words, sanctify yourselves today, because tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders among you. If they were going to overcome in this season of uncertainty, they needed to listen to their Joshua, listen to their Jesus. We need to incline our ears to the Lord. Let me, let me put it to you this way. What you know is what will get you through. 
What you know is what's going to get you through. And you need to know the word of your Joshua or Jesus. You need to know the word of the Lord. Listen to Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God or be called according to his purpose. What you know, and I'll put it to you this way. What you know and who you know is what's going to get you through. Who you know is Jesus Christ, your Savior, your Lord. Your God, right? And what you know, his word in your heart that you believe, his word and his person, who you know, what you know, that's what's going to get you through. Romans eight thirty seven to 39 is so applicable for us. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded. He knew he was persuaded. What you know is what will get you through. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor coronavirus, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What you know and who you know is what's going to get you through. He was persuaded. He was persuaded. The Apostle Paul on that voyage to Rome said this. Take heart. I believe God that it's going to be just as he spoke it to me. He's in the middle of a storm in a season of great uncertainty. And the Apostle Paul speaking to those sailors and those fellow prisoners. He says, I believe God. I believe that's going to be just as he said. And of course, the angel came and spoke the word of the Lord to Paul. And Paul believed that word. And I want you to know that you need to believe the word that God's going to take care of you. That nothing can separate you from his love. That he's going to turn it for good. That after the season of uncertainty, you're going to enter into promised land. And things are going to be better than they were before you went through there. Hmm. The Lord will give you a fresh word for your life in a season of uncertainty. I know that at the very beginning, the Lord gave me just three simple words. Faith, wisdom, precaution. Faith, not fear. Wisdom, not foolishness. And precaution rather than presumption. And those three words have just kept me. And they've encouraged me. And I believe that God loves to give us words in the season that we're in. And so you incline your ear, you listen to your Jesus, and God can speak to you. The second way to overcome in a season of uncertainty is you need to follow the presence of God. That's what Joshua told the children of Israel. Follow the ark. Keep your eyes on the ark. The ark symbolized the presence of God. He tells them, when you see the ark, go after it. Go after it. That, to me, speaks of intentionality and passion. Go after it. Run after it. Follow it. Keep your eyes on it. Purpose in your heart to do this. Be intentional. Go after the presence of God. Why is that? Because God's presence is what gives you peace God's presence is what gives you strength. Always remember this. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person for us as Christians. It's the person of Jesus Christ. Let me read to you John 20, verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside in fear. Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut. So they're there, sheltering in place. 
right? The door is being shut, having fear in the heart. What's going to happen to us? And Jesus came and stood in their midst and said, peace to you. Peace to you. So his presence and his spoken word is what brought peace to the disciples that were behind closed doors in fear in this season of uncertainty. What's going to happen? Are we going to make it through this? Where's the Lord? Jesus came. Listen, your closed doors cannot keep the presence of God out of your life. You might be sheltering at home, but I want you to know the Lord is right there in the midst with you, speaking peace to you. Let me read 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, out of the Passion Translation. It says this, Now may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace in every circumstance and in every possible way, the Lord's tangible presence be with you all. It talks about peace twice and the tangible presence of God. Once again, God's peace is found in his presence. Go after it. Be intentional. Run after the presence of the Lord. That's important because that'll give you peace and that'll give you strength. Do what you need to do to get yourself into the presence of God. If it's listening to worship music, listen to worship music. If it's reading the scriptures, read the scriptures. If it's reading a daily devotional, read a daily devotional. If it's dropping down on your knees in the morning and seeking God through prayer, you pray. If it's going for a prayer walk, you go for a prayer walk. If it's connecting with fellow Christians and just encouraging one another and you sense God in that, you do that. You just go after the presence of God. Nobody can keep you from a personal intimate, vital, powerful presence of God in your life. Nobody can. You just open up your heart and go after it, and you'll find that God will be right there with you. Amen? Amen. The third thing you need to do, I believe, to overcome an uncertainty, not only is to listen to your Joshua and follow the ark of the presence of God, but it's also to sanctify yourselves. Joshua said to the people in verse 5, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctifying yourself, the idea of setting yourself apart to God as a holy servant of the Lord. Setting yourself apart unto God. Another way I put this is this. Joshua said, Now people, you get serious about your relationship with the Lord. You get serious about your relationship with God. You, You put away sin. You get that out of your camp, out of your tent, out of your life, out of your family. You sanctify yourself, set yourself apart to God, get yourself right before the Lord. Tomorrow, the Lord's going to do great things. You're going to step into something brand new. You get serious about God. Let me ask you this question. What is it going to take you and me? What's it going to motivate us? What's, what, what do we need to have to happen for us to get serious about God? You know, crisis does two things. It reveals your character, and it also shapes your character. It might have revealed some things in your life, this season of uncertainty that you wish it didn't reveal. That, that's not pretty. But it also, by the power of God, by your submitting or surrendering yourself to the Lord, It can shape your character. 
I want to come out better than when I went through. Amen? Amen. You know, some people turn away from God during seasons of blessings. God even warned the Israelites. Now, when you eat of the land and drink of its goodness, beware when your heart is full that you forget the Lord. Some people turn away from God in seasons of testing. Jesus looked at his disciples in in the book of John chapter 6, and he, he asked them this very profound question. Will you also turn away? Let me ask you that. Are you turning away? Are you drawing near? Are you pressing in? Are you getting serious? Get serious. Sanctify yourself. Go after the presence of God. Listen to your Joshua. Listen to Jesus, the word of the Lord. Let me give you a a fourth thing to overcome in a season of just where you're not sure what's going to happen. All right. The next thing I see is believe God for miracles. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, he says, tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders among you. Tomorrow the Lord's going to do miracles. Tomorrow the Lord's going to set you free. Tomorrow the Lord's going to cause you to cross over. Tomorrow the Lord's going to provide for you in a brand new way. Tomorrow the Lord's going to show himself strong and mighty. Tomorrow the Lord is going to tear down walls, defeat giants, give you a new provision. The Lord's going to do wonders among you tomorrow. Believe God for miracles. What do you believe in God for? What do you believe in God for? You know, there is no way through the Jordan River But God made a way where there seems to be no way. And maybe as you're going through the season of uncertainty, you would say, you know what? I just see a lot of obstacles and I just see no way I can make this. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. You know, the Lord provided a whole new way of providing for them in this season of uncertainty. The manna dried up. And the Lord had a whole new way of providing for them. And maybe the Lord's going to provide for you in a whole nother way. Maybe your job has dried up. Maybe the Lord is going to provide for you in a whole nother way during this season of uncertainty. You need to believe God for a miracle. All things are possible with God. Amen? They had to believe God for a miracle. He says, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So let me tell you this. Be hopeful. Be hopeful. Today is today, but tomorrow. Who knows what God's going to do tomorrow? Number five, overcoming in a season of uncertainty, draw strength for one another. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 17, the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And it says, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. So they went over together. The priests stepped their feet into the Jordan River. God parted it. In a miracle, he not only parted it, but in the miracle, he made a dry ground instead of muddy ground. And they stood there as all of the Israelites crossed over. That's well over, that's millions Millions. That's a, that's, a, that's a long line, all right? And they just drew strength from one another. How do you overcome in a season of uncertainty? Listen, we're in this together. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Strengthen one another. 
fellowship with one another. Speak to one another. Show your love to one another. Hold each other up in prayer. I realize we have to socially distance ourselves and shelter at home and by all means do those things. But make sure you connect. Connect by, well, through media. We can do that, right? Through phone, through email, through texting, through Facebook, through any type of social media that you have. You can connect. You can let people know. You know, I make it a, a practice we have a number of uh, healthcare workers in our church, doctors, nurses, pharmacists. And every day, Monday through Friday, I, in the morning, I send them a text, a word of encouragement, a promise from Scripture. Let them know that I'm praying for them, how proud I am of them. I just send it to them. My way of connecting with them as best I can. We're in this together. And if you want to overcome in a season of uncertainty, let's draw strength from one another. I'm going to conclude with this. God is never overwhelmed, surprised, nor dismayed by any news. History is not happening to God. It is unfolding in the palm of his hand. Rest in the Lord, the God who rules the wind and the waves is our God. This too shall pass. It's all going to come to an end. One day, God's still on the throne. He's not shaken. He's in control. We're going to believe God together. In conclusion, let's get serious about God, and let's believe God for miracles. Let's get serious about God, and let's believe God for miracles. Do you need to get serious about your relationship with the Lord? Let me lead you in a prayer. Do you need a miracle, a miracle of provision, a miracle of making a way where there seems to be no way? Let me pray for you. I believe God can do all things for all power belongeth unto him. Let's believe God for miracles. Let's get serious in our relationship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Right where you're at, if you would just bow your head. Shut your eyes. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you can do that, please do that. Make an altar where you're at, an altar in your heart. If you can kneel where you're at, that's great. But make sure you kneel in your heart. Dear Lord, I pray that we might get serious about you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Lord, we want to draw near. We want to press in. We want to seek you first. Lord, we don't want to be distracted or discouraged to the point where, Lord, you're just clouded from our eyesight. But, oh, Lord, to see you clearly, to be serious. And, Lord, I repent for not being serious in my relationship with you. For letting other things creep in and crowd you out. Lord, that's all going to change. I just repent of that. And I put you first. I sanctify you in my heart. Jesus, sit on the throne of my heart. Sit on the throne of my household and my family. Be Lord over my finances. Over my emotions. And in all my relationships. Jesus, be Lord. 
And Father, I pray for all those that are believing you for miracles. Thank God you are miracle working. You're promise keeping. You're covenant making. Lord, thank you. And Lord, for those requests, for the impossibilities, answer from heaven, I pray in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, I intercede for those that are listening, watching, that are not right with God, that have never given their heart to Jesus. My friend, if that's you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. If you want to give your heart to the Lord for Jesus to save you, you're tired of living in fear, you're tired of living far from God, you're tired of being uncertain about your future, you're tired of not knowing God, that all can change. Join me in prayer right now. Repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. Change my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Forgive me of all my sins. I trust you with my today. And I believe you for my tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you're on live stream or maybe Facebook Live, if you can do this, just... Let us know that you prayed and gave your heart to the Lord. Or let us know that you prayed and got serious with God. All right? That would really encourage our hearts. And we bless you in the name of the Lord. All right. We got one more song to sing. Minister Rob, what is it that we're singing? We're going to sing, Great Are You, Lord. Great are you, Lord. God is great. Let's overcome in this season of uncertainty. All right? God bless you, church.